what it's like being adopted without a father, raising a daughter, and all of that when it comes to having a birthday party and meeting other parents and getting everything organized and all those nerves and adrenaline that is coursing through your veins and trying to make sense of it all. This week on Life of the Lost, we're gonna get into Maya's eighth birthday and everything surrounding that day leading up to the most <laughs> fear-inducing moments for me personally. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hello, I'm Sam. And I'm Megan. And on this week's episode, we're going to talk about Maya's eighth birthday and kind of what it means to be parents in all different facets of life. I feel like in today's world, there are so many different kinds of parents who are very much parents who don't necessarily are from blood, but are no less of parents, in my opinion, and I think in all opinions, um, on the effects that they have on, on the children's lives that, that they're involved with. What are the first feelings that you, that you have about that day? I was a little nervous to interact with the parents, I think, because the question always comes up, who I am. It's a little unnerving because Maya calls me Annie, but then... Everybody will hear that. Hey, Annie, come here. Hey, Annie, sh let me show you this. Yeah. Can you take this? And then parents, when I introduce myself, it's Megan. And it's, they're probably thinking, maybe they're not thinking. I would be thinking. Hmm. Why, why did they just call her Annie? Did they say nanny? <laughs> and that's, that's like a point. big fear of mine. And then, uh, yeah, just the interacting. I didn't know how pickup and drop off was going to work and just leading up to it was a bit nerve wracking. Yeah. So I guess taking, um, starting from the beginning. So this is my second year in her new school that she is a part of. Um, the first year was kind of a very, it was just a very big mess in terms of just trying to get to know people, having, um, my making friends. Um, we didn't, we weren't really involved at all. Um, or as much as we'd like to be with the parents uh, during that time. We, and we, we did, came in mid-year. Yeah, so we came in mid-year. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why it was so hard because of the, the school transition. But this year, we kind of all start off, started off at, on a fresh slate. Um, we all kind of, I guess some of the parents knew each other, but for, for, for better or for worse, we all kind of met each other this year um, as part of uh, this new class. And so Maya had uh, been able to have a lot of time to, to make friends, meet friends, and she, over time, grew a pretty close connection with a few of them. And so leading up to her birthday, we were trying to figure out, well, who should we invite? You know, should we invite the whole class? Should we just invite all the girls from the class? Or should we just invite, like, particular friends that Maya was friends with in the class? And we opted to... Well, we asked Maya, and I was thinking too, and I thought that it would be nice to have her close friends and keep it kind of small. But when we gave her that option, she only wanted two people. And 
I was kind of down with that because I was like, oh, it'll be cheaper. Like, it'll be fine. But Sam was more like, no, like, you need to have more people. Let's talk this out. And she created a list. It was so cute. She wrote, wrote her own list. That's fine. And it was of, I think, eight girls. And I couldn't even pronounce some of their names. And, and we were dealing with invitations and things like that, which was crazy because this is the first time we've actually hosted an event. So trying mm. to do the invitations kind of on your part you were trying to do that on your phone yeah so we ended up having a set group of uh people that maya ended up wanting to be at a birthday and i don't know why i didn't put much or more thought into it it was maybe i was just so busy with other things and should have spent more time on it but i ended up getting all the emails and um megan helped me kind of associate the names to the email and I, you know, figured out the time and date and uh, her, her like headshot for this like Evite um, a software program that sends e- uh, invitations uh, digitally now, which is... Which is weird, right? Yes. How did you do it when you were a kid? Do you remember? I sent them out. I'm sure we just sent them out. Via mail or yeah. did you hand it out via mail. school? Maybe. No, via mail. Okay. Via mail. Yeah. And so that was wild to just do that now it's just very i was like wow that's weird but it's cool i guess um so we sent them all out but i was like idiot kind of and i associated i didn't at all want to put any much effort into figuring out whose parents to who i just said like for instance the child's name and parent one parent two like i didn't really i thought it was for my records <laughs> only for it to go out and it was just like Dear parent know. one, yeah. Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, it was so... And not all the names were even spelled correctly. Oh God, and some of them horrible. were the uppercase, the the first letter wasn't uppercased and things oh like God. that. And we didn't realize that until they went out. And then we kind of got some mixed up. So somebody had emailed us and they just said, hey, um, this said it was actually for like Rebecca's parent, but I'm actually Susan's parent. And is Susan invited? She would love to come if so. And so it was very embarrassing because that's, you know, but this person was invited. And I did find out kind of what happened later on on our spreadsheet and how things got mixed up. But everybody came and that was just a, I think the only hiccup that we had throughout the entire birthday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, um, that and well i guess not the only hiccup but like the one stressful time i I viewed more like a stress like this that was a pretty high stress level with the messing up of names but then (laughs) also the morning of um just fast forwarding i guess to that morning of and just getting everything ready and just feeling like um about to go to like a work convention or something (laughs) it felt weird like I felt very nervous I didn't know any of these parents I didn't know how anything would go down I didn't know if they were going to bring gifts I didn't know if they were going to stay um I didn't know how anything was going to turn out I didn't know how the people would be when we got there um and it was awkward at first I was very awkward I I mean I felt very uncomfortable but I was trying my best to make it not uh awkward so it's on um so sorry uh the place that we went is a gymnastics place and it's on top of a uh, a grocery store and there is a little entrance in the middle between both grocery stores two different grocery stores and one of them is a staircase which i didn't know until we went up 
that way and the other one is an elevator and when you go up there you it's like a long hallway and there's a few other i guess establishments like like um, dance studios yeah um and ours was kind of like a little uh window uh, door and you walk in and to your left is the reception area where the the helpers were and to your right is a little area where um the kids were it was uh tables were set up so uh for pizza and for cake later on and there were some chairs kind of sprinkled around where i guess parents and other kids potentially could sit um and even further past the tables on the right, there was a giant uh, window-like screen that you could look through, and there was the jungle gym or the gymnastics gym, um, and there was like balance beams and um, gymnastic. What is it called? The flip with the where you can flip off of them, you can hang and spin. Yeah, the bars. The bars, yeah, and it was it was very open. I liked it. It was um, there was a lot of windows. Uh, and definitely didn't, I didn't, I had apparently had a birthday there when I was little, um, which is one of the reasons why I knew of it. And also it wasn't that expensive compared, it was very expensive, but not compared to the other places that we, that were options. Um, one of the reasons why we chose that place was because of the location. I felt as though we, it should be good that we find a place that is close in the neighborhood so every because i know everybody lives in the neighborhood so it felt like it'd be easier for everyone to get to it wouldn't be like such a hassle and thank god because it was so cold that day too it so. was i think the coldest day in new york city and i think it broke a few records it Jeez. was freezing yeah and that i <laughs> did not dress properly but i'm happy that <laughs> everybody you know was I'm happy that Maya and um, you know her friend was was great. We actually had one of her best friends come over a little earlier just to spend a little time with her before we went over, which was nice. Um, it kind of got the jitters out. Yeah, and yeah, having to definitely. talk to a parent and yeah, yeah. And we all kind of went in there as a group together, and it felt really nice. I felt whole like this is my squad we're coming in like yeah because walking into the place i didn't know if there is we we did go about 15 minutes early and once it hit i think the birthday party started at 3 15 and once it hit 3 15 and and only one person was there i got a little nervous and i went back into my email just to mm-hmm. make sure okay do we have the right date because not that i think that everybody needs to be exactly on time but it's just that fear that initial fear of oh my god what if we completely botched this entire thing and it wasn't just the names it was the date maybe it was the location and i was triple checking everything but then it was really nice because a plethora of little girls and their parents started showing up yeah and that's i was always thinking too like i don't always want to be the first people to show up so i'm sure everyone's feeling the same which is why there was a delay which is why i'm thinking now like for playing something i'd probably put it 10 minutes in advance just in case you know just a wiggle room because just so you you know if it's a certain time allotted too it'd be nice to have it everyone there when that time is there but it's yeah all and good. that's kind of how ours was it was about 90 minutes mm-hmm. you say two hours max yeah which was nice and they had it all planned out for us yeah i thought in the beginning um they weren't doing anything i was like oh damn like, there's no, like no structure what the hell and then but i realized <clears throat> that there was that they were just probably waiting for all the kids and then when the kids came 
then the structure happened, which I was really, I was like, oh, yeah, there was about a team of four girls and they're (coughs) they're older, maybe in their like early twenties and they were really helping out and they were in the gymnastics area and they were kind of letting them do a free for all for a little bit, but then they kind of had these games that were nicely structured and they get to run around and do all these flips and they were helping them out. So that was cool. We were in there. Uh, well, I wasn't in there. You were in there, and yeah. uh, my another another parent was in there. Yeah. But the drop off was interesting because I did not think that anybody would really stay. And we didn't put in the in the invitation whether it's like drop off or stay. Mm-hmm. So I guess. And yeah, maybe it's interesting next year for sure. I think in the invitation we'll put. If we're going to have food and cake or not, if we want presents or not, and, and if it's drop off or not. Yeah. And um, I know that when we went uh, to the other place, it was like drop off. So. Oh, so, it did say it specifically. Yeah, well, no, but the but the mom was like, you know, it's drop off. We'll see you in a like, little bit. Yeah. You know, and everyone kind of got that cue. Yeah. Which was, I wonder if like, the reason why I said that is I wonder if um, I was really vocal and just saying, you know, it's drop off, you know, you're more welcome to like go home for a bit or whatever you got to do, but yeah. you know, you won't really want to stay, but also kind of putting them on the spot if they would actually choose to go home instead of just like being like, oh, hello. You know? Yeah. I feel like they have to stay because in the reality of it <clears throat> was there was already me, you, her friend's dad, your mom and Maya's mom. So there's yeah. five adults initially. And then maybe people got the hint you know, maybe I should stay here. Maybe I should not just leave my kid. Although somebody was just very vocal about it and was like, hey, like, I'll be back. I'm going to go run a few errands. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I liked because it, you know, one of the reasons why I like it is because I felt as though that person could trust me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that because I'm somebody who I just want to prove myself um, as a parent. So for somebody giving me that responsibility, like that it makes me feel makes me feel good because I think I'm when it comes to kids and other parents I'm very soft spoken I don't like stepping on on other people's toes when I'm in my like element I'm very (laughs) assertive I guess I'm not afraid to ask questions or yeah or to know even though it's something strange about knowing and and how you show your knowing to somebody else. Yes. Kind of, it's similar to work in the sense where it's sometimes you might know the right answer, even though it, so for instance, like me and you, um, if we're talking about something and I'm saying that I know this and you're saying, but I don't think so, but I'm saying I, but I, I do though. And this is why. And, and you're kind of going back and forth debating a little bit. It's different between, I guess, being in a workplace too. For me, being in a workplace, I'm more of, I'm more of a person that just says, "Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll change that." You know. Yeah. Um, but me and not the workplace, I'm very different. But it, I guess the point is, is I'm not different because of how I like to be. I'm just different in the sense where I will. Be more expressive of my opinion, which isn't a biased opinion. It comes from a very logical, logistical place. Does that, does that make any sense? Instead of just You're not saying, just saying things to say them. Yeah, for instance, I guess I'm bringing up the um, uh, analogy of just, you know, when a, when a father kind of gets 
maybe are beaten up in the workplace and comes home and just dishes out in the, on their family and mm-hmm. just saying like, I'm in control. Like you obey me, you respect me. You don't talk back to me or, you know, discipline like that. Yeah. And more of the sense of, I just, I'm more open spoken here for things that I think are right or believe in. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting carried away with or not explaining it. Well, I think the difference that, it's very difficult how to navigate these situations, how to navigate having a conversation with other parents because something you brought up to me yesterday, which I guess I haven't really thought too deeply into until you brought it up, was that when we're in New York City, you are in such close proximity to millionaires and billionaires and also such close proximity to parents who can't afford jackets for their kids you know, and it's very hard to navigate those conversations because it's very whatever class you're in is really going to show in these that, situations. And that's why people are so judgmental on how you look. Yeah. Because it's the only way that they can understand where you come from. Yeah. So that's that. So that's in a nutshell. You had always wondered why I'm so judgmental on how you look or how other people look. Why do you care so much, Sam? And that's maybe why. Because it's the only way that I can understand where they've come from yeah. in at first glance. Mm-hmm. It's a very, but it's, but it's the only thing we have, you know, because. Which is so frustrating. Because for you, like another, for in the suburbs, I'll say it different. In the suburbs, I can judge you based on your house. I can judge you based on your car. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got money. That's a nice car. Yeah. You got a nice house. You got some money. Yeah. When you're looking at me, you can't judge me. You can't really, I mean, what you like, I mean, somebody's apartment, maybe a two bedroom, and but, but there's no substantial proof on their, on their Correct. wealth because they're just renting it. And you have no idea if, if they have a, another apartment or sorry, another house in, in, in the country. And it's very common here to have another house in the country, to have a cottage home or a summer home to go to. And so you're kind of up against the wall with these parents and you're not really sure how to interact or how they're going to interact and an example would be while we were sitting there there was this one parent talking about how he was raised in seattle and how things were a bit different and that he's going must be to be funny too sorry i didn't mean to bring it up but just imagine like you know a white dude just walk into a birthday and there's nothing but colored people there y- yes and I that was black yes sorry i didn't mean a name drop um my mom you know, just brown. You're brown. I'm brown. Yeah. And I was thinking about that a and little the, too, but there the was two other others dads. Were, were different there was color one too. black and there was another one who was brown. Um, yeah. yeah. Brown. You know, uh, just, just, yeah, different, just darker skin, different minorities. And it was just interesting because for once those two were the minority. Yeah. And they sat together. Yeah. And they were just awkward together talking about how they're going to Paris. And not that that's awkward, but it's just, it's a different like kind of luxury it's a different kind of life to be able to talk about things differently and and i always have such a sorry i didn't mean to get off super off topic but just speaking on that um uh, i was thinking about that a lot actually on my off time i was just thinking um and i was just it's just interesting to me because when i was growing up that was that was what i did that was um a lot of the things that i i did which is travel and do these things with like with my family and um, as I got older, it's not that I didn't have the, the opportunity. I, I didn't want that. 
all the money that I saved wasn't to go on vacations. All the desires that I had of free time after school or after it wasn't to just go on these cool things. When, And it was interesting because I never felt jealous of when my friends went to Italy or Spain or Barcelona or, or um, England or Germany or these areas of, of, you know, really cool places. Only until I became a true adult, only until I actually got to the job that I have now did those things actually kind of start to bother me. And it's weird because... Why? What, what his, his comment about being in Paris bothered you? It bothered me because I want to go, but I, I don't want to go and me coming to terms with why I don't want to go and me trying to understand it that it is it isn't a better or worse situation it's just a different life choice that I chose not to go like if 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 we wanted to go we could we just need to save money but it isn't a goal of ours but it is a nice thought of what you could do there and what you can experience there but but again, it, it isn't something that I would want to do, but it is something that I'd want to do at the same time. And just thinking about that is Not just, having the luxury to do both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but... But we don't really know where this person is coming from, though, too. So an example would be we have no idea if that's all he does in his spare time is to maybe think about travel or read about travel, and that's kind of his hobby where you on your spare time that's not your hobby you have other things that you aspire to be and you put that money towards that yeah for better or for worse but that it does provoke you know a kind of jealous feeling not knowing it's the unknown and i think that's that's the hardest part about this whole thing is the unknown of how each parent is going to interact or how how they get along or what's going to happen because it was interesting how people kind of grouped off to the side and two parents grouped off to the side because their kids primarily hang out together even before any of this. So that was kind of cool too, to hear their conversation (laughs) versus the other parents conversation who were kind of grouped off to the side and they just really, it was very awkward and very forced. Um, They were kind of two loners and that's all right. But we did, I think our best to try to communicate and talk and take pictures and try to be in the moment and try to, uh, be there for the people when they needed us. So, like yeah. when they were giving out pizza or cake or things like that. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was a little nice uh, when we were doing that because we were able to talk to the other parents. I felt bad because those two were kind of there, but they were very for me. They were very hard. They're very tough uh, to talk to, just because I'm very similar to them. Yeah, I'm very quiet and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't really smile much. I'm not a big smiler. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with, I guess, who I am as a person. I'm very loyal to everything around me. Loyal people don't smile. <laughs> no, to the point <laughs> where it's where it's like, where it's you, personally to me, you need to earn my... my Kindness. Yeah, you need, you know, you need to, yeah, and that's maybe why, you know, me and um, my best friend's dad are, are so close because... 
we we really earned each other's respect. Well, I can't you know, minus his, but like I can only talk about myself. Um, he really earned my respect in a lot of different ways very soon off, which is why I was so open and willing to to hang out all the time and do things all the time because of that. And and I get very close to that. And I'm not I'm not you know it's really interesting. I'm not quite sure what makes people bond with other people. Um, and, and even when it comes to me in general, like what, what makes me bond with somebody else. And a lot of that has to do with quiet, quieter people. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting too, with them too. It's not, I'm not saying that I, I didn't know how to get along with them. It's interesting because I could actually be quite good friends with them is kind of also what I was saying earlier in the day with, um, the interesting facet with all of these friends that Maya has, one of their parents I could be very, very close with. I can, I can, you know, relate to a lot on di- of many uh, different ways just mm-hmm. for the sake of how similar Maya is to me and how I am so similar to, 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 to her. It's just interesting. And uh, it, it wasn't the right setting for those, those two per se. The other ones were a lot more talkative, especially the, um, the, uh, the, not the tall guy, the shorter guy. Yeah, it was way nice. more talkative. But I also, while you're talking, I was thinking about what breeds connections, and I think a lot of the time it's being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. So sometimes how I witness things here is you have to be there has to be one person who's very vulnerable and who shares something personal, and then the next person is like, oh god, like I can actually talk about that with this person too because they're willing to talk about that. And an example I had was when I was um when we were at that parent meetup at that bar one time and I was talking to that girl and I was like yeah I don't really know she was our age and Mm -hmm. same skin color and I was like I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm adopted and so I'm not really like Maya's mom but I'm doing my best and then she took that opportunity to say oh my gosh I'm adopted too and I totally know what you're talking about and that bonded us even closer than us just being parents on the outside because that's why we were all there is because we're parents that initially that initial thought and then leading all the way to the birthday what bonded me with the shorter guy was that he was so open about how he was with covid he's like oh yeah because the girls they were trying to have these play dates and set them up kind of towards the end and he was like yeah don't we're not even we don't even really worry about covid like we're pretty laid back with that so definitely we can have some play dates and everything is cool and whatever the case was and I just said like whoa I'm super appreciative that you were very open and honest with that because a lot of people it's very taboo to still talk about and what's it was also interesting too I think is um I played a very emotional card um unaware to even myself which is uh I brought my mom Mm -hmm. and bringing somebody's mom especially with men I can't I can't talk about women because I'm not a woman but with men when you see somebody's parent as a man to another man, you really get a glimpse into their world more so than they would want you to know of them. And to think that somebody who just met me almost knew where I came from is such an interesting thing. And your mom isn't a quiet person. And that's, but that's, yeah, but that goes into the lines of just seeing somebody who who is who is more pure than than the person that they came from and mm-hmm. and and all of the things that you wouldn't say they say yeah and it was just really interesting and i think that that's what made that guy feel more open to talking because mm-hmm. 
he knew, oh, wow, that's your mom. Yeah. That's, this is, this isn't just like, like a, a drop off kind of thing. To, to me, sub, to me, subconsciously, it's kind of like, it's kind of, to me, I, I might, might be like weird by saying this, but it's kind of saying, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a knife to, to your throat in my sense where it's like you are showing me such a vulnerable area of who you are because in in the city you can hide all you know every every member of your family is always hiding in a, in a way unless they meet them you would never know that they are part of them yeah in any facet of your life yeah. and, and even if they have the same skin color and they look like you you'll never know who mm-hmm. they are until they're in the same vicinity there's just such an interesting dynamic where it's kind of like you have you have me by the throat mm-hmm. like i'm showing you such an intimate part of of who i am as yeah. a whole not not to mention my you see my daughter but you know i see my mom mm-hmm. now you see who i am it's like i invited you into my family it's not just me as yeah. and as a man i think that's a lot more deeply impactful because men are ho- heads of households and women they're it's not you know what i mean yeah but yeah. but um as a protector so when i when i use that form of violence it's yeah. it's a it, it's very deep for me it's very you know the same way when um when uh, and his dad invited me into his house it's very it's very it's a very it's like almost ritual ritualistic where where it's kind of a you know a ceremony where it's like wow you know thank you for allowing me into your into your into your abode into your sanctuary into your mm-hmm. you know place of 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 um vulnerability yeah and and allow me to to respectfully you know uphold the standards that you have in your household by any means mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of in a weird way maybe that's what made them those open up too because we were all talking in a, in a bit and I, I don't know how those other two guys were they just kind of sat around and even for pizza we had a whole box left and yeah. I went around and asked everybody if they wanted some and, and you asked that one guy and he was like yeah sure whatever yeah yeah and um, another one was just like nah. he looked at me as if he's seen a ghost one of the guys who was sitting the beard about, no the other one Really? Yeah, and I was like, "Did I say something weird? Am I drooling?" Like all these thoughts came to my head, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool," and just held my composure and just kept going with it. So he looked very interesting. He just looked timid a little bit. He he. he I wouldn't use that word. I would use the word for timid as the other guy. You know what the other guy struck me? His huh. eyes. Yeah. Eyes were like mine. Very piercing very yes. i was uh, oh, yeah i, I was very I interested right. in him right. but more than the other guy the other guy was just kind of like but he you could get along with that guy he, he was a little bit more open the guy with the beard is just a little bit more open but the long story <laughs> or the short story is that it's you're in this room with different dynamics and you're trying to just get along and trying to multitask with making sure all of these girls are figured out because they were goofing around with water at the table. Oh, do you know what's was... funny? I, I I have to say something. Do you know what's so funny? Huh. So when we were all introducing ourselves, when um when Maya's best friend's dad introduced her, himself to the tall guy, yeah, yo, they had the they had that. I have no idea what you say. What you're trying to say? You're just bobbing your head up and down. Like that, that like embrace, like that, the like, cult, that cultural embrace. embrace. I seen yeah. it. They went like, "What's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yo, I never, I never saw I that, that voice in 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 him ever until I seen that with with that. With I was like, 
<laughs> they're both black and so it was it was nice it, it was it was like the Chappelle um not the Chappelle uh Keel and Peel when he's the president and he's just like I don't think I've seen that uh, one and he's walking he's like oh thank you very much thank and then he gets to the black guy yeah I'm not it wasn't like it wasn't like that but yeah but I did notice it they they, they well there's definitely a comfortability <laughs> when it comes to that and, and I felt myself more geared towards the colored people, too, this time, because the two white guys just kind of sitting out. It was a bit unnerving to be around them, I guess, because they weren't as as predictable as the other ones, and they weren't as open. But overall, it went really nice, and it was nice because the people helped us with cutting the pizza and doing the cakes. We were allowed to talk a little bit more and mingle a little bit more with the parents. Yeah. And kind of get that down and it sounds like this was an entire day days worth of talking and mingling but no it was only about 90 minutes but in those 90 minutes i think we were just so nervous Mm-hmm. yeah I, and it felt like a yeah it felt like the entire day but after i felt so relieved felt- yeah and you were very much like oh my, i can't believe that happened i can't believe that happened i can't believe it's done I can't believe like it was funny because I guess I didn't realize how nervous you were until it was over and you kept repeating that. And you should have when you went to the bathroom. I did that like really ten more times with <laughs> Nia's, um with Maya's mom and um, and her best friend's dad. Uh, and I I didn't even ask them. I, I wondered what they um what they would you know feel like how of me. Yeah. Uh, how they would feel, how they felt about how I was how expressing myself. Well, it was not really even nice how I did, but how I was expressing myself. Well, he was you really know, when nice when we like, got back to the house, and he said that you know, because they came home with us afterwards, and we all hung out for a while. Yeah. But he had said, you know, we did really good. That he feels like he was trying to work on being more open as a parent, being more interactive, because he said he feels like a person who very much stands back and just kind of watches things and isn't as uh, inviting as he was trying to be. I don't, and I don't know about that, to be honest. I think he was just trying to relate to us. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> he, um, he's definitely not like that. He, he reminds me more of um, the, the shorter guys, meaner. meaner, because that's one of the ways that, that um, I connected with, with, th- with that guy because he's, He's more talkative than I am. And so with that, I can, I'm better, which is why when that other dude who was very, his eyes made me very, very uncomfortable because he was doing exactly what I do. So maybe you can kind of see though, like to bring this back full circle, maybe why people kind of sometimes get uncomfortable around you. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and it's tough because the difference between him and me is but maybe there is no difference. But but this is I'll just say this before I say that maybe there's no difference is that I feel very trapped in my body. Mm-hmm. I, I was adopted, so I felt I must say I'm gonna be honest, if if I if I was white, if I was him, I would not be like that. Mm-hmm. I'd be very talkative, very open. Hey, how you doing? You know, how, how the everybody's kids? situations are different. I know experiences. I know, I know, but so I'm you just can but, say that, but you can't really you I can't no I can say that about me. Yeah. And I can use his body as an example of how I'd be if I were him in, but, but me in him. You know? Yeah. Like I, I like 
trying to understand that sometimes but then also at the same time you're just if you were white your entire life would be different in general you wouldn't have probably been adopted and you wouldn't feel this way anyway so would the need even be there to be that way exactly because i'd be talking i'd be great i'd be like (laughs) i'd say oh you wouldn't even be you i wouldn't be me but i would be i understand what you're trying to say so If you were white and had piercing eyes, you would be talkative, is what you're trying to say. But but the piercing eyes is an indicative of of just having piercing eyes. It's indicative of the soul that's behind it. <laughs> I feel that. So, um, for example, the other guy was the same, talk, not talkative, but his eyes did not, I didn't get anything from it. Mm. He wasn't look. it was like he wasn't even focusing on really anything. He was just kind of... He was kind. He had really funny comments. Yeah, he was kind of there. It was funny because we were watching them run into these uh, cushy kind of things, running into them, trying to do flips into them, falling. It was it was really funny. So it was he made the mood a little bit more light when he was kind of cracking some jokes. He did. Yeah. Oh, I might have not been there. I might have been in. You were kind of at the side talking about like financial stuff with her mom. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But towards the end, it was nice, too, because um, maybe you want to talk about what happened with that guy and how his daughter's name is Maya. Oh, yeah. He was just asked me how, why I named my daughter Maya. And I kind of told him that I named, the, I mean, there was a few things that came to mind, but I guess the most important one that came to mind was one of the main reasons, which is somebody in college who I really looked up to in my class and yeah, she was uh, really artistic, very creative, thought outside the box, really owned her own craft of whatever medium she was working with, like paint or the computer and doing infusing both. And she made it seem so effortless. And she really, you know, when it's like any kind of profession. They just make it look easy. That's how good she was. She just made it look easy. Um, even though it was stumping her and even her A-plus grades just wasn't indicative of how she felt about the piece. It wasn't good enough. It needed to be. There was something about it. And she would always say that. And she'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll get it next time. Kind of like very, very much so of how I envisioned having a daughter just being very, very, very fierce, very, very um, um, determined, but also very, very... Oh, whatever. I'll do it next time. You know, in the in the same breath, that's how I wanted her to be. I wanted her to be so, you know, like a mad scientist, like a mad artist. Uh, it's one of those just desk messy, but is creating the most beautiful, state of the art, beyond her age's masterpiece. And she doesn't eat. She doesn't sleep. She's just focused on this. And then she says, "I'm." It's all right. Puts it down. (laughs) Goes have like, you know, go sit with a friend. You want to get some lunch at uh, Burger King or something? You know, something like that. Like super, just just very like floaty. Just but 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 floaty with a purpose anchored down somewhere floating, you know? And that's how I envisioned it. So when Maya was, when I was aware of Maya to be, uh, that's the first person I kind of thought of. And what's funny is that it it would, she, maybe that, that classmate was just the start of it. Of, of what I envisioned that name to be for me because maybe I had no idea her personal life or anything, but but I had a vision of what who I wanted Maya to be and she was the start and maybe she, you know what I mean? So, so maybe, maybe, maybe she didn't, maybe she was too hard on herself in that I didn't know, but, but the fact that I wanted what I just explained to you to be Maya 
to be when she's older is the whole rounded picture of her name filled out on top of, you know, she's half Mexican and Mayan is kind of a fun play on Maya and where she comes from. And also to bring it back, um, uh, the, uh, that's my explanation to, um, to that father. And then the father had said, oh, I thought it was something in Hindi. And we were saying, oh, what, why, what, what's, uh, what's, what's the significance in, in that? And he said that in Hinduism, Maya is some, I think he said a, a realm or a state of being, um, where, uh, where the world is an illusion yes. and it's not what it seems. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, yeah, count, count me in on that. I, um, yeah, it was really deep and very beautiful. Yeah. And that, I, I really liked that. So that's another reason why Maya's named Maya now. <laughs> Just picking up things as you go. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, one of the beauties of, of it that I guess that's who I am at, at, at the root too, because that's one of the reasons why I got tattoos in the first place. And that was one of the reasons why I was okay with having them until now, because regardless of how I felt about them later on, I felt strongly enough at the time to get them. And, um, well, that, except one, I guess, um, cause that wasn't really my, that wasn't for me. It was more for an idea. Um, so I, so I can exclude one and you can do that because you can control your life. So, <laughs> You know, I can justifying why you did or did not do something. Well, is this justification or is it, or is it, or is I it just feel like choosing, choosing? I think, you, yeah, you can just decide and say like, I, I loved everything I did except one. Yeah. I made a mistake. Yeah. Sometimes we don't have to justify. Sometimes we do. But the, re- but the reality maybe... was, is that it truly wasn't something that I wanted. Uh, so therefore it truly couldn't have been something that would fall along the lines. You're right. I did it. And that was a selfless act. I did it for the, the community, unless for the, for the <laughs> you want to talk about it? Uh, not, not really, because really. it's it's another time. Yeah, no, nah, I know. It's just it's a time past, long gone. That you know, it was. I'm just happy that my uh, was a result of it. So, so it's just. This is a, a silly tattoo you, you, someone would get when they're a couple or something. But I, I know what I, I think I, I think I, 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 I respect myself for that because I think those are one of those things that you, you do out of, out of passion and only passionate people, I think, can make mistakes like that. You know, you, you're, you know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. think that something you said with that, because sometimes people are, are very, scared or very reserved or, or have a lot of questions and, and, and are nervous about making a decision. And, and maybe I, I envy that about myself because maybe I'm not that person that I once was, or I want to be more like how I used to be, which is more passionate, more risk taking, more just going out there and just showing what I have to offer and not thinking about anything else, not double guessing myself and just for better, for worse, you know, just mm-hmm. laying it all out there. And I, I like that. I felt, I felt, felt dangerous, felt edgy, you know, I felt like, you know, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> but wrapping that all up, yeah, it was really nice. It was a really nice time. We went home, we got everything uh, together, we paid that 20% tip, mm. very expensive, 
Mm. Everything was very expensive. Like for two cheese pizzas, it was $75. To go get some water for the girls and a bottled water, it was literally, I think, $27. There was a supermarket right below. And so we just opted to go there. The whole birthday was very expensive. I'm really glad that her mom was able to contribute to split it with us because that was a lot. And then at the end, it was crazy because, yeah, they caught us off guard and was like, oh, yeah, so... (laughs) They wanted a tip. They really wanted a tip. And Sam said, you know, well, what do you usually get for a tip? And they said, what, 20 to 30 percent? No, 15 to 20. Okay. It's like, my goodness. Which is of the involved. total of the total. Yeah. I was. And then when I was like, oh, I only have cash. They're like, oh, we accept Venmo too. And I was like, of course you do. Of course you have another way of taking more money even though i feel but they like... always do though it's an interesting like every yeah. place even with the haircut place even with um i guess i was like i even was... with the schools venmo yeah i wasn't necessarily anticipating a tip because i was hoping that because it was so much money i mean that even it was if we did our, our even when we did our stuff we were selling on the street we yeah. we had to think about it what, what if people don't have cash yeah so when you think about that, I guess it's not as, as of course you do. You know? Well, but when I said of course you do, it's just like, well, like anybody is going to always want to opt for other ways to get money. So duh, they would like yeah, annoyingly, but I guess they got to eat too, right? Yeah. So we did that, gave them the cash, left, walked home, hung out for a few hours. I let the girls do my makeup, which was not the best idea. Um, that pretty much made me blackface and then on top of that they I split everything with them down the middle they literally put a black line in down the center of my face and then they each got one side of my face each got one hand to paint my nails each got one half of my skull to rip my hair they were insanely rough when they were doing my hair they were fighting on different hairstyles because they wanted to so they wanted to do it together they wanted each the hair to look nice together but they were fighting so badly about it i just had to divide my hair up <laughs> it was crazy but it was nice we had fun they hang out, hung out for a few hours here and uh yeah that was a wrap on her eighth birthday yeah learned a lot of things and how do you feel about my being eight years old i don't know i'm just i'm I guess the only thing I can just that comes to mind is just trying to trying to live in the moment and to try and find the balance between dedication, determination, um, but not burnout, not mm-hmm. take things like too seriously and just be able to just try and have like a little fun in the process of, of all this, you know, very you know, focus on the task at hand, understanding the bigger picture, understanding the goal. Um, because I just, I, I get very scared, I guess, about looking too much in the past and looking too much in the present, future, future. with when it comes to Maya. Um, I'm just really trying to just remind myself, trying to remind myself more that, you know, this... This time won't always be, mm-hmm. and that I 
Sorry, guys, if you can hear Ori in the background, he's yeah. snoring. And that, um, just to just to really uh, take it all in, you know, just to be grateful that maybe in the future you, I don't know, something horrible might happen. You'll face horrible adversity um, because of it. You'll grow and all that bull crap. But right now, you know, you're you're okay. You're you're healthy. You, you don't have terminal illness. You don't have cancer. You don't have uh, something that you know. You can get hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, Just trying to be more in the moment. With yeah, you know, you're not starving. Um, you have a, a roof over your head. Um, you don't have horrible people that you work with. Uh, you know, it's just it could, it could be worse. Yeah. Um, and but but thinking about that, it you know, it's so silly where it's like, oh yeah, like yeah, I mean, I guess. But but like re- the more you think about it, like anything, the more deeper it hits you. Um, in different ways on different days. So the more you do it, the better you'll get rewarded for, not rewarded, but get you better. You'll understand it. Yeah, it's just like in the mornings. Some mornings I I, I would very much prefer to sleep in than have to get up because when we do have Maya the one of us has to get up and be with her it's not like and and try to get her ready it's not like you can just sleep in and till eight or nine and then just say okay like let's get the day going because she's there so it's like trying to just understand that these things are for a reason and I used to not really like walking Maya to school because it's just a hassle it's just a lot but not really in hindsight it's not it's like one of the most beautiful time I have with her because she's very open to talking about anything we get on really random tangents and I love that and for um I guess it was it was really cool too for her birthday a Friday was her birthday and we went out to breakfast with her and then after that we went and we got a we got donuts for her whole class, mm-hmm. and then we sent her off to school. And then later on in the day, she went to grandma's house to celebrate. And it yeah. was just these like little extra steps. I felt like that we were doing, you know, by the donuts and going and getting breakfast. And she was so full. She had a bacon, egg, and cheese for uh, breakfast, and she was like, "That was the best breakfast ever." And she's holding her stomach, and <laughs> it was so cute. And she had so much fun. And it's like, you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to go out of your way to do these little things, but to try to make each day special and try to make her feel like she deserves, she deserves it. She deserves to be here. She deserves to, you know, feel good, even yeah, though she doesn't really like the attention of when you sing happy birthday, but. I think she took it really great. Yeah. But, but that was Maya's eighth birthday. Yep. In the books. That being said, I think we're going to wrap it up. And we will see you next week when we talk about something else. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good day. Peace.